your name. Father, as we decrease, we ask that you will increase. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My name is Pastor Wes Beeson, otherwise known as Bishop Dr. Wesley H. Beeson. I'm the pastor of the Mount Zion Redemption Church in East Hartford, Connecticut. And I'm here with Vintage Girl. We have, we have these witnesses that set the path before us. And, and we can notice by the study of the word. And the last one is weakness. Yes. We must recognize that we are fallible. And yes. only God is infallible. The, the greatest way for a leader to fall is to start thinking that he's got it. And he's arrived. Yeah. Um, does your community of faith always stand behind you in times of need? So the answer to that is no. They don't always stand behind you. People don't always stand behind you. People disappoint you. People, people yes. turn against David's own son turned against him, Absalom. And, uh, uh, um, so, so people don't always stand behind you. Um, people let you down. People disappoint you. People betray you. That's all a part of um, this ministry. Um, you know, and, and not only that, sometimes you disappoint people. But, uh, but I also know that the God that kept Israel is the same God that will keep me. With all the things that I've been through, you know, I'm going to write a book called The Tipping Point. Yes. Amen. Amen. A tipping point. A tree stays in change management. Amen. Uh, um, um, you know, um, when the Bible says, uh, forgive, it's hard to, you can't forgive like Joseph forgave unless you know Amen. God. Amen. His, his brothers, his own brothers. And sometimes that's how you feel as a, a pastor when, you, when those that are around you are, uh, um, openly turn against you. But it's a lesson to learn. I've I, I lesson, lesson I, I, I learned uh, from, that also, from that Amen. experience also that you don't trust and depend upon people. You trust and depend upon Amen. God. Because kings and kingdoms shall all, all pass away. But there's something about that name. Jesus. Jesus, there's something about that name. Kings and so what God is teaching you is to put your trust not in things that are fallible, but put your trust in things that are infallible. And the only thing that I know, know is that is infallible is the Almighty God. Amen. To God be the glory, great things He has done. That's, that's why I put my trust in. Amen. Amen. But Pastor, I want to um I know you went through a rough time. Yeah. You had a big shift in your life. And I know you just mentioned about the shaking to shift you. Yes. I would like for you to lament on that shift. You know, what, how have you dealt with it? And where are you now with that shift? Well, you know, if you have to look at how the phases, you know, for, for many years I was a youth pastor. Amen. And then uh, something happened at the same church where I was, and, uh, and this 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 thing goes to the core, because you know, the senior pastor was my uncle. Amen. And uh, uh, when the when the things happened that caused him to leave, it caused many problems within the family. Um, I often wonder, um, should I have conducted myself differently during, during, during the times when things were 
not so good. And, and, and it appeared that um, he was doing things that were not good for the ministry. And I asked, asked myself, did I, because the seed you sow is what you'll reap. Is what you'll reap, yeah. And so that's one of the things I tell people that are coming up. You can't imagine. If you sow good seed, you'll be blessed more than the seed, you, with goodness more than the seed you sow. If you sow bad seed, you can't imagine what the consequences of those bad seed either, but they'll come back to follow you. So mm -hmm. always sow good seed. And so as I look at those transitions, uh, um, when my uncle left, um, the church went down to about 20 members, everybody left. Mm -hmm. uh, church was in five months in foreclosure. And then uh, I, was, I was thinking about getting out of Dodge myself. <laughs> but you doing, couldn't dodge it. Huh? I was starting to ministry uh, someplace else. And, uh, uh, um, but then uh, it's, it's interesting because the way it happened, the overseer came at, to church one Sunday um, and he asked me to be there. And he said, Pastor, I can't make you the pastor. I can't even make you assistant pastor because there are other more qualified bishops that want the ministry. Mm, amen. I said, Bishop, Bishop, whatever you got to do. Uh, but he said, don't leave. Yeah. I said, why? He said, don't leave. So I said, okay, this is what you asked me to do. That was, so that, that Sunday, was coming, that's what he told me that Sunday morning before he came to the service. Amen. Before he left that same day, he appointed me the pastor. Hmm. Amen. Amen. After telling me all that, before he left that same day, he appointed me the pastor. And I, took, I, I took over that ministry and uh, um, I was frightened every day that I came there because it was five months in foreclosure and I thought the bank was going to put a big ugly sign on the grass and that was going to be embarrassing and I, I wanted to start over again and just said, tell the banks, we'll take the building, we'll start, a, we'll start over. But that's not God's plan. And, uh, we turned that thing around. God turned that thing around. And, uh, Amen. Amen. Uh, after uh, my last Sunday there, we had a uh, almost 165 people. We had 100,000 in the bank and the church, we were accelerating the mortgage. And so we had done, God had done great things. Great things, amen. Great things. And it seemed like because there was something good, somebody wanted it now. Amen. <laughs> when it, when yes. it was everybody ran away, but now it's good. And so as a result, so, so when all this happened, when I took over ministry, it was dying. That's easy. That's easier to understand. But when 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 when, you, when somebody moves you out of a ministry that was doing well, that's mm -hmm. that's hard for you to understand. It is. That's hard for you to understand. Um, I was asked to go to a church where some of my critics were, and 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 and, and, uh, and I did. I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I, when, when it first happened, I wanted to just. I wanted to just um, tell them to go take a hike and I was going to start a ministry. But I, I didn't. I did what they asked me to do. Yeah. It was embarrassing, it was shameful, it was uh, humiliating. I, I didn't know, I couldn't tell you what I did, I didn't know. I, I never ran off with church money, I never stole church money, and I never had any affairs with anybody. So all these things just, uh, just, just didn't seem right. Uh, and uh, for three or four months, I'd go with what they asked me to do, and then when I found out it was, was, they were playing around with me, I, I, I decided it was time for us to move on, and God had opened doors that yes. Thursday when I decided that we were going to start a ministry, and Sunday we were in a building. Amen, amen, amen. That God. That was God. Yeah, and that first Sunday we had 78 people. Next, next Sunday we had 100. 
Amen. So that, that's, that's just God. And uh, uh, now, 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 even during this coronavirus and so forth, we, we've been doing well in many ways. And, and God has blessed the church because God builds his church. I've, I've God builds his church. Them. God don't need our help to build his church. He just needs our obedience. He needs our obedience. And, 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 and let us wait on him and follow his direction. And if you let God, he will build his church. Not only that, he will fix his church. And that's the thing I've been learning. God, if, 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 I, if I dust my feet and walk away, God's not going to say, oh, the church is going to fall apart. God always has, a, always has an Elijah and a David. He always has a plan in place. And so this whole thing for me has been humbling. But if humbling draws me closer to God, then I'll be humble. And I'll take it. Amen. I'll take it. I went to that overseer that did what he did to me, and I apologized to him. Oh. That's good. Even, even though I didn't feel like I, I did anything and uh, I was deserving of it, but I went and apologized to him. Okay. And I know that caught him off guard, but but it, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. Yes. So here we are today. Yeah. The church, where we are now, the church is doing well, and uh, we expect to uh, 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 get a building. And uh, you know, the church of God asked me if I want to come back. and. Uh, and uh, will the ministry come back? But I believe that God has another shift for me. So, so I'm preparing, the, the, and that's why God has led me to do this leadership training so that we can prepare because here, because every leader should have a dad, should have a daddy, a parent. Yes. yes. So when leadership transitions well, he was leaving decreases so that somebody can increase, and he blesses that person. Amen. As Elijah left, the mantle fell on Elijah, Elisha. You see, you see, mm -hmm. and, and David to Solomon. When it's done right, it's, it's, it's a parent effect. And, and that's, that's the, what we're trying to create now. So that when God moves me again, uh, uh, this, this time it will, it will be a transition that we're, we're really prepared for. That leaders have been raised up into that position. Okay, Pastor. Um, I know you say um, when God moves you. So now my question is, does your religion provide for you a new path? What's that path going to be? Well, I think, I think uh, the advantage we have now is we're independent ministry. We can set our, our direction. We don't, we don't have to call headquarters at this point. Um, and so um, uh, uh, um, it's easier to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life um, mm. and, 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 and for the ministry. Um, because, because, but, but I also believe in accountability um, in, in the sense of, 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 of uh, what we do. So, but having been where I've been, it's so hard to that you can do all that much work on somebody who just can pull the rug from under you. So I'm very careful, and I would not join an organization without um, the leadership body agreeing to it. Yes. Because again, I didn't die for the church; Christ died for the church. Yes. So it's, I don't anybody think it's my church. It's God's church, and so uh, and, and and so 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 that means so, so God creates continuation. So uh, the ministry takes care of me, and uh, uh, um, and and as as we grow and develop, we, we we develop leaders that that so so that if God sent me away into Africa for a ministry for a, a year, then the church will continue to grow. Amen. God has prepared us and set us up for that right now. And I believe we're in a, we're in a, we're in a position where if God was sending me on a, a mission field someplace, the church would continue. And that, that's, I've done training, teaching that I've never done before. And it's blessed me and blessed the members. That was good. So, so this, this, this experience has made us better. 
made us closer, made us more loving. Um, the only measure of, Christi of a Christian, because Jesus said, by this shall you know my people, by our love for one another. So we can't win the world for Christ. Because when they come into the church, they must see that we love each other. Yes. And they want, want that same love that we have for each other for themselves. Yes. That's that. And so it starts with us internally learning to love each other. And we, we've, we, we've, in, in Mount Zion Redemption Church, we, 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 we've become much better at that. You know, when I preach a message, and sometimes people are saying, yes, yes, tell them. I, I, I just say, I'm telling you. <laughs> Not <laughs> Amen. I want you to look at yourself. Too many people are looking at somebody else when you preach a message. I said, they're really, I used to say, I'm talking to you. Because okay. <laughs> I, I want to learn to stop looking at other people and look at ourselves because everybody can get better. Yes. So I, I think when we stop looking at other people and see what they need to work on and, and look at ourselves and see what we need to work on, and, and that's how we get better. And, then we, and when we become selfless. Selfless. And that's my, that's my goal for the perfect church is to be selfless. I love helping people. I love helping people. That's my dream. That's my life. And, and, and my next call, I'm going to be dedicated just to helping people. And you understand what I'm saying? I would give the shirt off my back to help somebody. That's, that's, Amen. That's, 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 that's good. Because that's, that's, that's ministry. You see, helping yes. people. For the songwriter said, if I could help somebody as I travel along, then my living will not be in vain. If the, if the church... Was when went down tomorrow. Somebody should know that the church is absent. The community should know because our impact and how we help the community would be missed. Yes. That's the true church. So how do you feel about other religion? Uh, the question I always ask is, you know, uh, when, I, when, I, when I talk to people, uh, whether it be Muslims or your witnesses or I don't know, is what do you think about Jesus? And we can say, oh, you want to say because because uh, so, some people say, Hala is God and this is God. And, and I always ask them, what do you think about Jesus? And, and then the answer determines a whole lot. You know, when I talk to my Muslim friends, they say, great prophet, God bless his soul. And I said, well, that's not what Jesus said. God bless your soul. Yes, yes. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the and, truth. and the light. See, God is, God is, God is, not, God is not democratic. God is autocratic. It's his way or the highway. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there's not many ways to Jesus. There's not many ways to God. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by So I always get to the question, if I'm asking what, what, what I think about religions, I'm going to ask them what they think about Jesus. If they don't recognize Jesus, well, they, they're lost. Because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. So anybody comes any other way, it's a thief and a robber. Yes. So, 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 so you, you can't get to God. You can't say you love God and don't love Jesus. It, it ain't going to work. And, and so you, you, it, that's, that's the dividing point. So you can look at religions and say, the question would be, what do you think about Jesus? Now, in terms of uh, the, the various factions within the body and Pentecost and, 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 and uh, and, uh, and, and, and Presbyterians and, 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 and uh, uh, Methodists and uh, evangel Evangelicals and Baptists and the called out ones and all these different ones that, that, that you could think about. Um, 
you know, um, at the end of the day, when it's all said, I still ask the same question: What do you think about Jesus? What do you think about Jesus? And that's the end. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me." You can be separated by other things, but you got to come back to the, 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 the question: What do you think about Jesus? Amen. Amen. Pastor, when did you get baptized, and at what age? Uh, I can't tell people my age. I don't know. And tell me I baptized when I was two. Is that the way if I say 25 years? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a while. I mean, I became a Christian. You know, from the time I've been going to church, I, I knew the call was on me. Because right? I, I get broken down every time. So I try to avoid it. Oh. Because I, I, I knew I was it. Because I knew I was, I was convicted. I would uh, avoid quest. I, I would avoid altar calls. I would avoid the end of. So when the service is about to be over, I take off. I avoid it because I know I'd be convicted. So I was convicted long before I admitted it. <laughs> and uh, mm. but it was, but it, was, it, was, it was at a young age. And uh, um, I, like all people that got saved when they were young in their teens years, I went through a, a time of rebellion. Mm. I, I did like everybody else, and uh, you know it was it was, uh, it was like it was like like when you, uh, you know when you when you no longer under the control of your parents, you say free at last, thank God Almighty, free at last, uh, free at last, yes. And you get crazy, you know? I got crazy, you know? yes. but but, the, but the, that was that which was planted in me, the thing just wouldn't go away. Yes. I, I, I was a rascal man at one time. I was a roots man at one time, but mm -hmm. the thing inside me just wouldn't go away. It just, it wouldn't go away. And so, so no matter no matter where I drifted, that, that thing that was on the inside, you know, we sing this song, something deep in my heart, telling me to go on. Well, that thing inside me just wouldn't go away. So it pulled me, it tucked me back somewhere. Where where I went, it tucked me back. So, 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 what if the seed falls on good ground? I tell people, if the seed falls on good ground, it must be a fruit. And it's a day, but sooner or later, that seed's gonna be a fruit. Yes. Thank you, Pastor. Well said. Um. It brings me to a very, very touching um, moment. Humility. Yeah. I would love for you to just lament for me on your humility. Uh, Proverbs in, in the 15th chapter says, before honor goes humility. And uh, there are times when we think we're humble. I, many times I thought I was humble. But I found I wasn't. <laughs> and all these experiences have humbled me. The things that I've been through have humbled me even more. And uh, to God be the glory. God <laughs> yeah. be the glory, yes. Uh, I think without humility, you can't serve God. Because if, you, if, if you're not humble, you're going to start thinking this is you. You're going to start thinking it's your studying. You're going to start thinking it's your fasting. You're gonna start thinking it's because of the way I pray. You're gonna start thinking it's all these things that you bring to the table. And, 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 and God says you will not share his glory with another. So when you start taking the glory, God's gonna to have to knock you down a few more levels. And uh, you know, we, we, have, we have the picture of the greatest ruler in the earth, in Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, he had enough experiences to know that God was in control and uh, 
he had a dream with a tree and the tree showed that uh, Daniel gave him the interpretation of that dream. And uh, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole other thing in, in Bible study, but uh, to see how God does it. Every time that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, all the people that he normally trusted, his astrologers and his magicians, couldn't conjure up anything to tell him about the dream. He had to call God's people. And only Daniel could tell him what the dream was. But my, my, my point is this. In the dream, God says, if you don't humble yourself, I'm going to take your kingdom for it. And one day he rose up and said, look at all this kingdom that I have made. The Bible said the kingdom was taken away from him. And he was out living like a, he became the first werewolf. Yes. Because he was living like, his area, his nail became sharp. And, and until his senses came back to him and he recognized that God is the true God. And uh, I think most people that fail because of humility or pride do it subconsciously. Subconsciously, you, 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 we, we subconsciously give ourselves credit when we should be giving God credit. Subconsciously take the glory when we, we, God should be getting the glory. So when, was, when the songwriter says, you deserve the glory and the honor, I lift my voice before you and I bless your holy name. When Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, he said, woe is me. That's always before God, woe is me. The Bible tells the story Two people praying, one person praying, saying, well, look at all the things I've done. One person praying, beat me stiff on his chest and say, I'm a sinner. And Jesus said that person went away more justified than the other person. Men must stand in a position of need before God. And whenever we start thinking we don't need God, we're going to fall. Humility, humility is a man that knows he needs God. A man that knows he will fail without God. A man that knows I can fail tomorrow. Yes. Yes. I'm not above the sins of the people that I've criticized. I'm not above it. I'm not above the falls of the people that I've criticized. I'm not above it. Only God can make the difference. That's humility. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee. We need thee. Jesus, now more than ever, we are sailing in stormy weather. We need you. That's, that's humility. Now, that is, it's all about him. And not, we must decrease and he must increase. We need him. We need him. That's humility. Praise I, God. I want to recognize that God is a spirit. Yes. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to say this as I close. Mm -hmm. Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God working in threes. We, human beings, made up of flesh, soul, and spirit. Three. Before we become Christians, you know, let me put it this way our, our flesh wants the world and is drawn to the world by our senses. Our senses, hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting, seeing. Our soul wants attention and it'll take it from wherever he gets it. And our spirit wants God. When you become a Christian, before you're a Christian, your spirit is dormant. Yes. And so your soul gets his attention from the world, the flesh, through his senses. When you become a Christian, immediately through the regeneration, your spirit is awakened. And your spirit now tries to get Give the soul the attention it needs. 
And you see, God only speaks through the Spirit. So when you ask about fasting and, and those things, those sacraments, well, they feed the Spirit. And they empower the Spirit to affect the soul. And so the tug of war that has started, fasting allows the Spirit to be more effective in that tug of war. The flesh trying to get the spirit, soul's attention and the spirit trying to get the soul's attention. In Christianity, when we die, the flesh goes back to the ground. The spirit goes back to God. It's the soul of man that is, never dies. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Hi, everyone. This is Vintage Girl again reminding you to join me again next time as we share topics, and we bring you stories from the past. I would love to remind you to keep your humanity, your spirituality, and your humility intact, knowing that God is the source and the strength of all our lives. And without Christ, we can do nothing. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you.